0: A warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week, my guest is Amber Hagberg and she has had such an inspirational journey from becoming a yoga teacher, moving to Costa Rica, becoming a life coach and business coach. And in this episode, we delve into the things that really light me up and excite me. So we talk wellness, we talk yoga, we talk business coaching, we talk pivoting, being multi-passionate, being heart-led, living with your soul purpose. So I know you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. And before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to tell you a little heads up secret. We are going to be relaunching Soul Purpose Business Course and it's coming as a bundle. So watch this space. By the time this episode is out, you may have already got an email about it. I'm not going to say too much. Next week's episode, I'll tell you a little bit more. But if you are starting to feel like you want 2023 to be your year to really understand how to live your true soul purpose how to have more freedom in your life and your business, how to make more money in your business and how to really do that in a way that you look after your health, you don't burn out, you look after your wellness, you have time for self-care. And I bring my 17 plus years of experience of building my international brand as the Face Yoga Expert into this course bundle. So I am so excited for you guys to hear more about this. So that's just a a little early tidbit for you, which is only for you guys on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Amber. Amber, a very warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing from Costa Rica today?
1: Oh, I'm doing so good, Danielle. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And I'm currently taking in all your warmth from Costa Rica as I sit in a very cold bath in the UK. But I'm also looking forward to the spring we're going to have in here in the UK in a couple of months. So <laughs> excited to chat to you and see the gorgeous background behind that you have in the, the beautiful Costa Rica.
1: Yeah, sending you all the warmth and anyone listening as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I'd love to know
0: when you move to Costa Rica, because I know that that does form quite an important part of your journey and your transition from a yoga instructor to a coach, which is what I know that you currently do now.
1: Yeah, so seven years ago, crazy to think seven years ago and how quick it seems to have gone. um, I decided I wanted to move to Costa Rica to lead retreats and do handstands on the beach learn learn to surf so i kind of just followed that little desire of you know being a beach bum teaching yoga and surfing and here we are 7 years later and you know how one desire just kind of unfolds and takes you to the very next thing and you know coming to costa rica i didn't realize the difference that it would mean in business as far as marketing and actually getting people to come to your retreats and how the natural evolution did, yeah, lead me to be a life coach and business mentor in Costa Rica.
0: I love that. So you started off teaching, I guess, regular yoga classes, then moved on to the retreats, particularly when you did move to Costa Rica, but when was that sort of pivot moment that you thought, okay, so I'm going to do less of the yoga teaching. I know you still integrate yoga hugely into what you do, but less of the traditional yoga teaching and more into the holistic life coach, business mentor, business coach.
1: Yeah, so I was leading yoga teacher trainings. We did them back to back. I've led over twenty yoga teacher trainings here in Costa Rica, and then it's like you know I'm working for someone else. And if you've, you're listening to this, and you've ever been in a yoga teacher training or you've facilitated one, you know that that can be pretty draining on your energy to to lead those back to back. We did eight in a row each year, and come the end of the second year, I was like, I need to do something for my own business and. In a 200-hour teacher training, there's just not enough time to learn how to teach yoga and run a business. And so I like had this desire to learn how to fill my retreats and show up online to attract people. And the person that I ended up hiring showed me how to create a signature program online. And that's where my business just took a different direction. I started teaching people how to live a yoga lifestyle through the yamas and niyamas. I was a life coach through yogic philosophy for almost two years. And then when I really like tapped into it, I was like, wow, more people need to see how to create a business. Like once you learn how to teach yoga or you learn your craft, your skill to be an entrepreneur and what it actually means to let your passion be a career, <laughs> not just a project, but like actually pay the bills. And one thing that was happening is I was noticing a lot of yoga teachers didn't have the money to invest in another training or invest in running a business. Because we, I used to teach 13 yoga classes a week, 13 to 16 yoga classes a week, and I made $6,000 a year. And I was like, well, we, we need to shift this because there's different ways in which you can create revenue, have a bigger impact, and still be able to invest in your skills. I love that. And really, I resonate with that hugely. I
0: know that experience personally of Being a yoga teacher, teaching many, many classes a week, but realising that that can't be scaled, you can't make the perhaps bigger impact that you want to and create that, that financial freedom and time freedom and abundance in everything that you want to. So actually taking that pivot but still keeping true to your purpose and true to what really lights you up is is definitely a skill but it sounds like it's something that you've created really well and i'd be very blessed to to create as well and i'd love to ask you because i know that this is something that a lot of our listeners will be thinking how did you take that first step to that pivot? Because yes, what you're doing now is very similar to what you did before, but in other ways you could argue it's very, very different as well. Was there like a particular day, a particular turning point? I know you said your friend spoke to you a little bit about how you could create a program, but was there sort of inner work that you had to do or a moment where you just felt that instinct that you had to to make that
1: change? Yeah. It's such a good question, Danielle, because you gave me goosebumps through my body because it's so scary. It's such a leap of faith and business, like being a business owner an entrepreneur or a yogi. It's an inner game. It's inner growth. And so that's why I love that my story is a yogi into an entrepreneur and business owner because... That commitment to grow and that desire for personal evolution comes with you into your business, and it mirrors back to you because our inner and outer worlds are just mirroring to us what we're seeing inside. So when I went to go, can I create a business? Is like, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? I just had had to invest seventy five hundred dollars into this coach and put it on a credit card and pray, you know, that it worked out. So it was like, first I had to believe in myself, I had to trust in myself, and then I had to like keep showing up because it's not like when you start business and everything just takes off. It's like trial and error and long-term vision, like learning how to do yoga. It's like, you don't just figure out your left and right side and how to balance with your eyes closed or balance on your hands in this evolution of practice, but business is a practice in the same way. And so when we look at those like blocks, like imposter syndrome... Or will this really work for me? Or what if it gets too big and I can't handle it all? And so at every single level of the evolution, like when I went to go and do this, I was like, oh, can I do this? What if it doesn't work out? And then I got there and I got my first client then I got my second client. And then I was like, oh, this is working. But then underneath, I called myself the underground business coach because I had people reaching out like, hey, Amber, I've been watching the way you show up the last few years and I want to do this too. Can you teach me? So underneath, I was teaching people who had reached out how to grow their business. And then something came through. as was like, okay, you want to amplify your impact. Do you want to make bigger waves in the world? Why don't you start to announce yourself as a business coach? And I was so scared. Like I felt like I was leaving yoga behind. I felt like another imposter. And here it came. And I was like, oh... This is like, you know, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly because now it's the same thing. Like I teach business strategy and the energetics and how to grow into that version of you. That's like, yeah, I can see myself as an entrepreneur. I can see myself as someone that's having more impact in the world and. I'm really willing to do the work no matter what it takes because I know that I'm here to help people. Like what you had said is like passion and purpose and, and a bigger meaning. And that's what allows us to keep going. And I shared this on my Instagram the other day, like... Oprah Winfrey and Walt Disney and Steve Jobs, these legends failed many times. They were told they weren't good fits. They were kicked out of their own businesses and they just kept going. And that's really what it takes as yogis and entrepreneurs is you keep going no matter what because your mission is so big that you're going to do this until you find success.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you talked about how scary it can feel I mean I've seen and felt and been that that transition so many times I went sort of firstly my journey was going into teaching more of the relaxation the meditation the wellness and then I got more into teaching the yoga and pilates and doing a lot of group courses and and group classes and then I sort of pivoted and thought right okay so I'm going to do this as as one-to-one now and started to bring in the face yoga but then had to make that really scary decision to say goodbye to a lot of my yoga classes a lot of my students to say goodbye to a lot of my one-to-one yoga clients because I was really sort of delving much deeper into my face yoga business. And then over the last year, I've got much more into my business coaching as well. And again, had to make that pivot. And although I'm still teaching those same. Philosophies and in many ways techniques that I taught all the way back, sort of nearly 18 years ago, when I taught that very first meditation class. You know, those techniques are still really important today. And even I weave them hugely into my business coaching now, of course, into my face yoga. But every time I've had to make that pivot, you almost feel that sense of letting people down a little bit and also that fear of what if I don't do as well as what I'm doing currently? It's almost like, you know, people say that saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And actually, you know, saying goodbye to something that is thriving and is doing well, like full yoga classes, like teaching 13 yoga classes a week, as you say, you know, saying goodbye to something you've taken so long to establish is really scary. And you do feel that sense of guilt. But I think, well, I feel that, that pivot that we take in life is so important. Unless we allow ourselves to regularly pivot when our intuition tells us, we don't grow and we have to get through that discomfort. How would you describe as the best way to get through that discomfort?
1: I believe that everyone has their their own way but through emotion we have to get through it otherwise we just push it down and you know that intuition that inner knowing that inner voice like she whispers and she whispers and she's always there and the more that we ignore it the louder that she gets and it's like Eventually, it's like right there in your face, you have no other choice. But I think that that is where like we do grow and we do evolve and we become like leaders in in the industry. And what really what you spoke to right now is like... Oh no, I'm leaving people behind, but really you're bringing them with you. You know, they're like seeing your evolution. They're seeing who you were and who you've become. And then they're like, Oh wow. Like it's okay to change because then they come with you and some people won't, but they, they look at you as inspiration. And every single time, like the most five pivotal moments in my life were the scariest, but I look back and I think, who would I be if I didn't make that? who would i be if that didn't happen and so if you are on the edge and you're like what should i do it's like go find out when i moved and sold everything i owned to a third world country where minimum wage was less than 1500 colones which is less than 3 dollars an hour i had no idea how i was going to earn an income i just i literally took a leap and i was like amber you can always move back to colorado you can always go back home and so i just say like take the leap discover what happens and know that like, at least you listen to that, like inner voice, the more that you listen, the more you're going to be able to trust. And what I say is like, your desires are meant for you. Not everyone has a desire to teach face yoga. Not everyone has a desire to move to a third world country. Not everyone has that desire to start helping people grow their business. And there's a reason that that whisper is coming through. And the more that you listen, the more you'll see that you're just being guided. Your soul is guiding you to your own human evolution. And as you listen, you become more confident in those pivots. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be afraid. It means that you're going to hold fear and you're going to do it anyways because you know that fear is here to keep you safe. And you know that the more that you move forward, you always have the permission to be like, I went for it and actually this isn't for me. I'm going to go back to doing what I'm doing, what I was doing. And I found that I've never gone backwards. And it's funny because one time I was in Bali leading a yoga teacher training. And I was looking up at the stars and I said, Amber, when are you going to stop leaning on the crutch that you're going backwards? Like you're only just going forwards. And it was like, in that moment, I gave myself permission to stop leaning into like, you can always go back. and just This is always forward momentum. And fear is something that never goes away. It's something that's going to happen anytime you're going to make a big life-changing decision, especially what you said, Danielle when it's working and everything's going really well. Like when I lived in Colorado, everything was going really well. I had a great job that I was getting a salary working less than 15 hours a week. And I was teaching tons of yoga. I had so much financial time freedom and I just had this desire to move to Costa Rica, but everything was going so good. And the same thing when I moved to Costa Rica, I was a massage therapist, yoga teacher traveling around and I went on a seven month journey around the world and I had this hit, quit everything and just go all in onto yoga. And I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. And that's when another woman came to me. I was like, help me lead my yoga teacher trainings. And then that, then I moved into that. And so when it's working and your soul is speaking and you go for it, it's like, but what if it's not better than what I'm doing right now? And the truth is, I think it always gets better. It just keeps getting better. And if you don't listen to it, you're just going to feel like something's missing.
0: Yes, I completely agree. And I think that when we are led by our soul purpose and when we are led by our heart, we can't go wrong. You know, that that never lies to us. That is our truth. And I think one of the hardest and one of the easiest things in life equally is listening to that and being guided by that. And something which I really stepped into last year, and it's one of my really big goals of 2023 as well to continue to do is to really show up as the most multi-passionate multi-faceted person that I am I think that for quite a few years I felt like I had to put myself in the box of only being a face yoga expert but actually as I've just explained you know my journey over the last 18 years has gone from meditation, wellness, yoga, Pilates, business coaching, face yoga, all of that. And that is all of me. But also there's parts of me, which often I don't share. Danielle is a mother. Danielle is a wife. Many other things I'm interested in as well. And that's something which I started stepping into much more last year as I created my business coaching business. And it's something which I'm really going to be I guess again, stepping into, but speaking my truth around that as much as possible in 2023 and I know that that is something which you try and really live by as well, being multi-passionate and being a person that can really show all sides of themselves. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that.
1: yeah, it's it's my favorite because when I first started, like the thing that stops so many people I know is like, what is my niche? who who is my ideal soulmate client? Like, what if I want to teach handstand yoga, sup yoga, aromatherapy, yoga, and yoga nidra? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can, and this is something that I teach, you just pillar out who you are. Like what you said, a wife and a mother, that's one pillar. It's like your lifestyle. And then another pillar is face yoga. And then another pillar is like business strategy. And for me, it's like, I love yoga. And I I was so afraid that becoming a business coach was going to leave yoga behind. But the way in which I teach business coaching is like, we do Kundalini yoga, we do meditation, we do weave in the philosophy of yoga. And... I teach business strategy on how to show up and talk to your ideal soulmate client and how to actually get people to sign up for your retreats. That's something I struggled with for so long is how do I get people in my retreats? So being multi-passionate, I pillar out my business and I talk about my lifestyle, surfing and yoga, and waking up with my son and living in the jungle. And then I also talk about like how to grow, nurture, and sell to your audience. How to create masterclasses and free experiences for people to feel your energy, get to know, like, and trust you. I talk about embodiment and mindset, like what it means to be fully invested in yourself, your personal growth, and into your business. And then I also talk about investing in like crypto and stock market and like creating wealth through real estate. And those are the pillars. Like, if you come into my world, that's what I'm going to be talking about in seasons. And so, depending on what it is that you want to launch, we start with like, What are you most excited about right now? Create content around that. And then as you grow into something else, create content around that. And you don't have to choose just one thing. And I know that the search engine algorithm, we get bored. We're multi-passionate. I think especially for us as women, it's like we have a desire to help people. And we're learning many different things. So as you're growing and you're learning it's okay to outgrow your niche or that program. I taught my live your yoga mentorship to over 120 women. And after two years, I was like, I want to teach something else. But like what I was taught in business coaching was you have to have one niche, one perfect program, and then keep going. And what I've discovered over the last couple of years is actually you can be all of these things and As we move into 2023, I really love that for you, Danielle. Is like being multi-passionate is what people are really leaning towards because they're bored. We want to be the brand. So it's like you get to be the niche. You get to be the brand. And when I was scared to, to evolve into business coaching, I was like, do I put that in my... Do I put that in my bio? I had someone find my podcast because they typed in Costa Rica yoga business. And she's like, I found you. I just started my life coaching business. I'm a yoga teacher and I'm going to Costa Rica next year. And that's why she hired me because of where I lived, because of what I do. And it wasn't just one niche. Yeah,
0: I love that. And I love how you talk about soulmate clients. That's what I teach as well a lot in my my business coaching. And something which again, I stepped into last year, and I know that this is something which you have become more and more comfortable with teaching as well, is money. Now, I don't know about you, but definitely for many years I had a lot of guilt around earning money. I used to think as a spiritual woman in wellness that I didn't deserve to earn really great money and I definitely shouldn't talk about money and I did a lot of work on that those mindset beliefs and now I teach people in my business coaching courses, how to release those limiting money mindset blocks. I'd love to ask you, how did you overcome money blocks that you had? And how have you now become in a place where you're comfortable to talk about money and teach about money as well?
1: Yeah, it's a very edgy subject. Even for me in the beginning, it was like I felt so guilty selling. Like I felt so bad about it. And then I realized after women would go through my program, they had such life changing experiences. Like they still message me years after I quit this program, telling me they're practicing the things that I taught them in this course, and really. I had to shift sales as being sleazy to being a service. Like, and if you're, if you have gifts and you have skills that can help people change the way they live their lives, it's actually being of disservice to them. So now I look at money as an energy exchange and what it is that I'm giving. So it's not that I'm taking money, it's that we're having an energetic exchange of what I'm teaching you. And now looking at my services as a lifetime. Return on investment. Like you can invest into a home, you can invest into crypto stock, all these other external things. But if you invest into you, that is an ROI that no one can tell you. To this day, I'm still getting return on investment from my yoga teacher training I took in 2020, 2012. I'm still getting return on investment for my first business coaching course. And it's not ending, you know, and it's continuously growing and evolving. So when you look at money, thinking about This is something we have to have root chakra, security, stability. We need to have house. We need to eat. We need to be able to continue to grow. So when you look at what your relationship is with money, what was it like in your home? What did your family say around money? How did they hold money? Because I know for me, money didn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. Don't buy that. Don't invest in that. Like There was a lot of toxicity around money growing up. And my, my dad was wealthy. He had a lot of money. And he worked 90 hours a week, but he died at 52. And I said to myself, I'm not going to let my future potential self... At the expense of who I am today. And so now I believe like live as though you're dying because you are dying. And so what we believe is society, right? Especially in the yoga world. I know there's a lot of money healing in the yoga world, spirituality world. Like don't pay for those services. They should be free. But to live, to buy food, to be a human, you need money. So if you have a gift, sell it as a service that can change someone else's life. That's not a bad thing. There are s- sleazy salespeople, but that's not me. That's not you. You know, What is it that you're giving? Change the, the mindset around the energetic exchange. Allow money to come in. Allow it to flow. And then when you look at money as this energetic exchange that comes and goes, it's always going to come and go. You realize how abundant it is. There's so much money in the world, and like you can have as much of it as you want. But like you said, you have to desire it for so long. I was like, I don't need money. I'll just sleep on the airport, hotel, uh, her- um, airport floors. I'll be in hostels and I'll just hoard all my money in the bank because, you know, it might run out. It might not be there. And when I was able to really see that the money trauma I had was from society, was from my family, and that actually I do desire to. Be wealthy because then I can invest in myself. I can invest in my family. I can be free, like not selling our time for our money. And yeah, looking at your past, looking at society, looking at your family and really asking yourself, like, do you have a money block? And is that something you want to work through? Like, would it be, would it feel so cool to have the ability to buy anything you want, to go anywhere you want to go. Because for me, when I first started teaching yoga 10 years ago, I've said to myself, success is freedom to go where I want to do what I want with who I want. And that's still today, like I want to be free. And I think any yogi, any human that's connected to spirit has that desire to be free and if you want to be free you have to have a desire to have money because you can't exist in this world unless you want to be a monk or a nun and you want to go live and just meditate. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely resonate again with what you say and again I teach very similar philosophies and I've worked with myself through a lot of that as well and I think when you can be Really ground, and I love how you mentioned the root chakra. When you really ground and align that root chakra, and you feel in that place that you're adding such value to people's lives, that they then want to pay you for it. Because as you said, money is just energy and it's this beautiful energetic exchange. And so many times people will want to pay you because you are adding such value to their lives, to their business, to their wellness. And you're not only teaching them how to be happy and healthier, but as you said, to have more freedom in their life and how to create wealth in a really aligned way for themselves as well. And I think the more that we as women in wellness and spiritual women can bring across that message that everybody deserves to have the abundance that they desire, everybody does then I think that that allows us, particularly as this community of women in wellness, to just know that, yes, there might be a little bit of work that we need to do, a little bit of inner work we need to do, and then a little bit of aligned action that we need to take in order for it to happen. But it can happen and it can happen quite easily and quite quickly as well. I know for me, I had a a block for many years that you had to work really hard in order to get money And also you could build wealth, but it took a long time. So there was really that time limit on it. And when I work with really releasing those blocks, something which was really pivotal for me was doing a lot of EFT tapping working through in that way and also working with the chakras as well. And I and I teach a lot of that in my, my coaching programs, but that really helped me to overcome that. But I also like to say to people, and I'm sure you will align with this as well, that it's an ongoing process. I still feel like I've got work to do when it comes to money beliefs um but within everything as well within my health within my wellness because it's almost like those layers of an onion you work through some layers and you start to bring up those those blocks that you need to work through and then you work through them and then you get to live this amazing, beautiful life. But then more blocks often rear their head. So it is just knowing that life is a journey. It's not like we're bringing across this message that you do one thing or you take one course and then your life is sorted forever. Actually, it is an ongoing process.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's something I say is like, it's a lifelong journey as long as you're human. You think like. Oh once I start my business I'm going to I'm going to heal the money wounds or oh once I have this much money I'm going to feel safe it's like no this is constantly happening at every level of your human every level of your business and it happens even you know in our yoga practice so when we can look at everything as like as long as you're in this body you're going to be doing inner work then you'll you'll be committed to go all the way in no matter what because an all in process is happening every single moment
0: Absolutely agree. And if you were going to start again today, so let's say that you were never a yoga teacher, never a business coach, and you were starting your whole journey again without that prior experience and knowledge, what three steps
1: would you take if you had to start over? Start now. <laughs> take take, mess, take messy action. Action, like you said, daily aligned action is so important, but start and even if you don't know, confidence and clarity comes from aligned action. So constantly checking in with what it is that I desire and taking action towards that. The second thing would be like, evaluate what's, what's working, what's not working. And then the third one would be to refine. So take action, evaluate and refine. And you're going to continuously be doing that on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis is looking at like what is it that's working? What is it that's not working? Has my desire, my passion shifted and changed? And giving yourself permission to change and grow as you as you move along, but it's constantly just checking back in with what is your dot, desire is, taking daily aligned action towards that desire, evaluating what's working, what's not, and then refine as you grow along.
0: That's amazing. And I would love to know whether you have any daily rituals or practice or wellness routines which help you
1: live this purposeful, heart led life. Yeah daily. Um, It changes for me, but I definitely do visualization and feeling. So what it is that I want, seeing it happen, feeling it in my body, kundalini practices for prosperity, abundance, wealth. I journal, I go surfing every single day. I take time for myself in the morning and in the evening. I let it change. I used to be very strict, like 40 days of this or only do this. And now it's like, what do I need most in the morning? And sometimes that's a gentle stretch on my own. Sometimes it's a video that I follow. But I definitely always use my mind to visualize what I want. When I wake up in the morning, I visualize what I want. When I go to bed at night, I visualize what I want. And just tapping into the power of the mind. Something that I also love to do is like Monday money dates. So every Monday, writing down all of my assets, all of my debts, and just letting myself neutralize money coming in and money going out. Something else that I love to do is like chanting the Lakshmi mantra around like my altar, putting money, credit cards there and saging it and just really allowing myself to get into that flow of energy and effortlessness around money so that I can continue to heal. And it's something that I really learned through upper limiting myself a few years back is like, I was single for three years. And when I found my love, I thought, oh, I can't have everything. And so I started to sabotage my business. And then I realized I was upper limiting myself and I thought I couldn't have it all. And so now I'm in this place of like, yeah, I just got married. I had a baby. I built a house. Like all of these things are happening and I want to be able to trust that like, we just get to keep growing forward and it doesn't have to one part of my life doesn't have to be sacrificed for another part of my life.
0: Yes, that is so beautiful. And Amber, I know that people listening will want to know more about what you offer, about your coaching program, about any retreats you offer. Where is the best place for people to hear about this?
1: Ah, yes. I would say finding me on Instagram, that's where I'm active most, behind the scenes, business, motherhood, life in Costa Rica, business. That is Amber Hagberg, which I'm sure will be in the show notes. And I also have a podcast, Amplified Impact.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Amber. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and connecting with you on such a deep level as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes. Tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, FaceYogaExpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.